0: That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y, unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds.
1: Mustache and ghost.
0: Mustache feeling. Hey, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched A Haunting
1: in Venice. Losing to the nun at the box office. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Hercule Poirot, I've found something. I've looked at it from every which way. I am the smartest person I ever met and I can't figure it out, so I came to the second.
0: You are up to something, my friend.
1: I've seen a million of these so-called psychics, each one a fake.
0: I do not believe in psychics.
1: Come with me to a seance. Spot the car and I can't.
0: Detective, you are here to discredit me, but I can talk to the dead. I'd give all I have to hear my daughter's voice. If someone wants to be heard,
1: we are here. Listening. Why wouldn't um, it? Yeah, why wouldn't it? I why wouldn't if, it? What, yeah. Uh, Tom, how you doing?
0: I'm doing okay by myself.
1: I'm alright. I'm alright. I'm a little. I'm a little not low energy. I'm a little like you know, my brain's a little, a little weird because I've been playing a lot of Gate. Playing a lot Gate. of Baldur's Gate, yeah. I got Hana into it, and now we're just two quiet people playing Baldur's Gate. Uh. But this isn't about Baldur's Gate. This is about a haunting in Venice. It is. Uh, this is this the third? Is this is the third? This is the
0: third Poirot film starring Kenneth Branagh.
1: Yeah, and uh, this one I think because of the strike, it's just sort of snuck up. Um, but this is a uh, this is clearly like one that they want it to be like on streaming by Halloween. I'm getting that vibe. Although it's kind of late. Um, I don't know what their plan is, but it's a uh, you know spooky. It's a spooky one. It's a, it's a little bit it's of a spooky Agatha yeah. Christie. It's the first movie to adapt this story, really. Um, yeah, which according to IMDb trivia, did not take place in Venice originally. It's it's called a uh, Halloween party in the the actual story.
0: I see. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah, that's interesting to me because I was like. It, 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 they, they gave it such a like the venice is right there in the name it, it feels like he really like i'm curious what the story is because like it feels like venice is a big part of this movie at least the you know it's part of the movie's like personality like people you know die in the
0: the water in the canals yeah it's yeah. i mean it seems like he's taking the character and making his own sort of storyline for the character yeah because like this uh, got- po- Poirot's in the stories isn't quite as at least from the ones that i'm most familiar with he's not quite as uh j- jaded and haunted as brana's version of poirot
1: yeah he's he's looking at knives out and he's like i can i can have one of those too i, I think he's right this has got michelle oh, it's, Yeo, very it's, got- di- it's
0: very different from knives out
1: yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's uh, Tina Fey's in here. Mm-hmm. Um, you got uh, Christian Gray, whatever his actual name uh, is,
0: Jamie Dornan.
1: Yeah, um, a bunch of people. Kelly Kelly Riley, I believe. Her yeah, name yeah, is. Kelly Riley um, from
0: uh, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's where I knew her. How'd you like this movie?
0: Uh, I liked it. I think this is my favorite of the Brana Paro ones so far. I think so too. Yeah, um, I really liked the direction in it. Yes, he does. I really I figured out part of the mystery because of his direction. Oh, that's cool. like I figured. Yeah. I figured out. I mean, spoilers, but we're going to spoil the movie. I figured out. I figured out. Poirot was drugged because he switches to Dutch angles, weird zooms, et cetera, Right after Poirot drinks that tea.
1: Right. I came into this thinking a few things. I knew it wasn't going to be supernatural. Uh, right, because... because just
0: because none of the stories are. They're all. Yeah, they're it's, about. It's... It's like it's like the supernatural in Sherlock Holmes. It's always somebody pulling some trick. It's like Scooby Doo right. kind of, but it's always a little, it's always a little creepy in these yeah. stories. Where it's um, it's it's just I don't know. There was something about it. I, I I remember there's a Sherlock Holmes story where they think it's like supernatural, but the actual solution is somebody's been sending a snake down like the little chime rope that you pull to, like so- yeah. signal the servants and that one like freaked me out and like the hound of the baskervilles is just like a painted dog but it's like creepy and weird like they're, yeah they're doing scooby-doo but in a weird way and so this i I, I right so i figured this was going to be that you know
1: yeah it's gothic horror because yeah. it's still horror because someone's people are dying yeah um it's so- just there's
0: not a ghost probably
1: right so i didn't really like i it's weirdly enough i didn't think about it because I, I was like, yeah, I'm sure there's some reason. <laughs> and I didn't think about it too, too much. Um, it, it, it also does a good misdirect, I would argue. So Michelle Yeoh is the one who dies. And I, I kind of saw that one coming. Um, He's been because... doing that with
0: these. like he, he always picks a pretty high profile or at least a very visible famous person to be the victim like i mean obviously in murder on the Orient express it's it's johnny depp and if you know the solution to that film it makes total the the idea is that everybody on the train has a reason to murder him because he's a scumbag right Um, and then and then um death on the nile you know next to brana the most famous person that movie is gal gadot and she's the murder victim
1: and michelle Yeoh is pretty hot
0: right now now, and she's the murder victim or at least the first victim we see get the first body that drops in the movie that we see there is a person who died a year before the events of the film that they're actually trying to solve the the death of
1: yeah so it's very um like that that like there's a lot of things where he knows like you know, a lot of people are... You, you, the point of a murder mystery, of course, is you're challenging people to figure it out, right? So yeah. it's not weird to sit there and try to figure it out.
0: Um, no, that's what, that's and so, the fun of it. That's what you're supposed to do.
1: Right. And so I, with all, whenever we talk about these, I feel like we have to talk about, like, when did we figure it out or did we figure it out, right? My first thing was the moment I saw Tina Fey, I was like, she did it. I was wrong. But I was going by the, the rules of movie making, which is... If you have a killer in your movie, like a detective movie or whatever, for the most part, unless you're making the movie Seven, which was really cool about that movie, for the most part, in the first act, you probably have met the murderer, right? Like, that's just well, how that's, it works.
0: And that's a, a beautiful thing that Agatha Christie does to get around that. And I think Brana knows that because he's made all of these ensemble films where, like, he casts each suspect as an actor that you could look at and by the way that you're deducing it, like just by the rules of movie making and be like, well, that could be, the, that's the killer.
1: Right. And it's not just that. And it, he does this on purpose and um, there's motifs throughout. And I, I flagged him. One was honey and that turned out to matter. Honey and bees. Was, yeah. Yep. Yeah, the other was apples. Um, it's honey and apples. And what, and what Tina Fey's is one of her first conversations, she says like, oh yeah, I don't eat, I don't eat anything but apples till dinner. And she just says that in a, in a and it's before the apple motif and the moment she said that i was like well that's information like that's a clue right like a character saying that is such a weird thing so i was like okay she's up to something she's probably done it but what he very smartly did was she is up to something it's not the murder and so they make her and other people very sus as the kids say um and like
0: that's, I, that's classic Agatha Christie. Like everybody, it and they, really they, they is, do yeah. this in Gosford Park too, um, where it's like yes. every suspect is kind of a weird, not weird, but like every suspect is kind of a broken person that's doing something at least a little bit crooked or shady because they're all murder suspects. They're all like in right. a desperate part of their lives. So, like, but each person has a motive and each person. Even if so, so it's like it, it's helpful for Mister X because they're acting suspicious, and then you learn, oh, you're acting suspicious for this reason, but not because you're the murderer. Like it's baked into almost every story she writes.
1: Oh yeah, and the secret is like the 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 good thing is like like the apple thing isn't suspicious.
0: No, it's just it's just like, a motif need, to get you thinking. Yeah, you need. Yeah.
1: weird exposition to like send you off like well, scream scream did this uh weirdly well at times too like it's the idea of people acting kind of weird or like someone gives up information about themselves so that you're like why would they say that mm. if that wasn't going to set up some exposition or explanation r- later and then like the fact that tina fey doesn't eat anything but apples doesn't actually matter a- and you're like oh that was just like a thing about her that they it's, have her say because it does seem like they're setting something up it was very metagame where yeah it, to, a, it's, to a
0: degree i think he's it is it is yeah i think he's also used i mean because when it clicks for him it's because he sees the different letters form the word apple in the in the note that he gets so yeah. i think it's like his filmmaker's way of trying to represent free free thinking free association. Yes. Um, that
1: said, I, yeah. I so I figured out who did it in the last the, the literally the scene where he's like, "I'm gonna say who did it." Oh, I figured. I was like,
0: oh, uh, Mar- Marina and I figured it out uh, when when she takes them up to the garden and says, right. "I ripped up all the flowers after my daughter got engaged." We're like, "She fucking did it."
1: Right, it was, that's the thing, I felt like, I felt so stupid not realizing it, because the reason I got it wasn't because of that, the reason I got it is because I realized she was the only character they, like, I think this was a mistake, she was the only character they didn't implicate, really, most of the movie. Right, because she'd be, like,
0: I think it's, it's one, you're right, it, it's probably a little dated, because um, I'm sure this is left over from the Agatha Christie story, but it does lean heavily on you not suspecting Kelly Riley simply because she's the grieving mother. And you're like, well, obviously it's not her.
1: Right, and the fact that they don't give her anything, I realized too late, I was like, oh, of course it's her. Um, Same with the kid, because there's a third mystery, which is who's blackmailing this person, which we learn later. Um, And like, they don't give us too much time to think about it, but like the kid the whole time, I was like, he did something. I briefly
0: suspected the kid.
1: Oh yeah, I so I thought about that and I was like, I don't think this movie is going to do that, um, because I I just like ultimately that's like such a downer ending. So I I was like, okay, the kid is up to something, and then the moment that blackmail happened, I was like, ah, there it is. Like, what what could the kid have done? that wasn't like so egregious right that like it would end with him in handcuffs you know or getting murdered yeah um so it was just like the kid had to have done something because he's just a kid shifty as fuck and he's also like not really in the movie for any other reason you know what i mean where it's like he's he's sort of like he's supposed to be kind of uh kenneth branagh like he kind of takes after him a little bit like there's that vibe Mm -hmm. where it's like he's clearly like too smart for his own good but it was like he needs there needs to be something with this kid right um and so that all made sense i um yeah we can we can walk through the movie some more but like my general feeling of this movie Mm -hmm. is i mentioned the nun i have a couple observations one this is a better horror movie than the nun it's just better made, like a better made of course, horror movie. Of than, course, than that. of course. Yeah,
0: but but like, and there's, it doesn't have an, any, sorry. There's intent behind it.
1: Yeah, it's a better ghost movie than The Nun, like Supernatural, and it has no ghosts in it. Um, yeah. I, 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 I actually do think so, because it ends ambiguously, yeah. right? There's this little idea of like, I don't know, maybe that maybe. W- there was a ghost. It's um, enough uh,
0: It's enough to restore Poirot's faith, so that he starts doing his detective agency again.
1: Yeah, the idea at the beginning, and it's this one they like really. He's just like, there is no God. (laughs) I'm like, well, well, if you've been, I wonder if you're gonna believe in God by the end of this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. If you've been following the series, uh, like. Uh, specifically this Kenneth, Kenneth Brana trilogy thus far, like, it makes sense. Like, this is where he'd be at after we saw him. And like, you know, he's oh, this for sure. shell-shocked he had, dude from he... the war. And like, he's like, listen, I've been investigating murderers for decades. I have found no evidence of a benevolent Run. creator.
1: It's just... I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, like, it's very clear, right? Like, he, he literally is like, I'm not doing this anymore. I also don't believe in God. He says there is no God. And and that's at the beginning. It's like, yeah, that's the beginning of the arc. The, uh, here's the thing I I love about these movies is that... This is really hard to put into words because it seems like an insult. These movies are kind of aiming for the middle. Um, They're a real, like... Like, these have... Uh, <sighs> You know how like when a movie's really good, like The the Revenant, <laughs> let's say The Revenant.
0: Sure, that or, was a pull. Like The yeah. Revenant is
1: considered a good movie, right?
0: It's a good movie. Yes, sure. Yeah. I will agree with you there.
1: Have you rewatched it?
0: <laughs> I rewatched it um, not recently, but I have seen it more than once. Yeah.
1: Oh, Okay. But like most people, you don't just throw on The Revenant, right? You no, don't just, you like, work relax. up to that. Yeah. And so like you could argue that depending on how you're judging a movie, maybe uh, a better movies are movies that you watch multiple times that are comfort. And that's what this is, right? Like this is aiming to be, it's not trying to be award winning necessarily.
0: No, it's trying to be um, a good mystery.
1: Exactly. And it's like, it's well shot and everything, but it's, it's sort of designed that I'm like, man, I'm going to watch this movie a bunch more times um, because it's, it goes down so easy. So like the idea that like his exposition, his arc and stuff is, obvious it's like it should be right like yeah, it's not- also
0: it's also woven into the premise right because yeah he's our proxy so he's going to be approaching the situation skeptically like we are and it's like oh because they it, it, like it, it's so neat because it begins with the premise where it's like his friend who is an author tina fey is dragging him to this seance mm-hmm. to debunk the seance to debunk the medium so yeah. we're already coming at it from a point like okay let's fool proro let's see if he can figure yep. out what's because we're all going to be looking at him right when all the spooky stuff happens Mm -hmm. we're going to look at Poirot and if he can't figure it out then we know it's ghosts so they use that on us so it's like it's not only like it's it's yeah it is a pretty clearly stated beginning of an arc but it's also like okay so they know we're going to be following him so also they know that they can when they fuck with Poirot they're going to be that's like cutting our sails loose like we're oh shit if Poirot's seeing ghosts then we know we're in trouble
1: yeah, and they and they end in a good way with that because because you're like early on he he shows that Michelle Yeoh is a fraud, it's fake, yeah, but, she's a fraud. Yeah, the, they figure out he figures something out that she's doing. There's a guy hiding in the chimney with a remote control, but then like other things happen, um, right? And he can explain it right away. Um, <laughs> right, and he so, says
0: I can't explain it right now, but I'll get to it. He has a he has a right. lot of I like he had he had fun chemistry with Tina Fey as this character. Like, you could... I'd
1: love to see her back, honestly. Yeah,
0: like a quasi-adversarial, but not really. They're a little bit of frenemies, yeah. but not totally. They're still kind of a little bit friendly. Um, it was neat. They had they had good chemistry. So they, had, they, they, had, really a, they had several fun little exchanges with each other.
1: And she's not playing it too over-the-top comedy. Not like at She's all. a comedian. Not at all. And so she's, she, like, she's, a little funny, but she knew to, like... Like this character is not that funny. Appropri-
0: appropriately funny. She plays. Exactly. She plays the character. Like she's she's quite good in this. Actually, like she yeah, really she's acting. She, yeah, she really does. She's not trying to be like look at me. Like she's trying to disappear into this role.
1: Right, and it's hard. Honestly, it must have been hard because Tina Fey kind of. I'm sure she's so rich that it. She doesn't have to do anything anymore. She did Thirty Rock, made all her money, and she kind of vanished. Right, like I I don't know if she vanished vanished obviously well, she's been pretty produ- for- i mean
0: she's been she did she's been quiet um, kimmy schmidt and then she did um i think she's i think she does girls five ever if i'm not mistaken okay i uh, I, I, I don't don't mm, never mind i retract that i think i think that show is in her orbit but i don't know if she's necessarily the producer or anything but yeah she, she's, she's been more behind the scenes because she, she started behind the scenes she started as the head writer on snl
1: exactly she is a producer of girls five ever oh she is okay um Eva, girls. Five five Eva, Eva. That's right. Um, yeah, that's what it felt like. Is she's she was apparently she's in only murders in the building. Like, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. she, she was in that Maggie that. Moore movie. Like I, it seems like she's like acting is like you said. It's not really the thing she. It
0: does. seems like it's her secondary concern.
1: Yeah, and this yeah. is all to say that when she shows up in this, in my head, it's like that's Liz Lemon. <laughs> like that, uh, and so like that's a. It's hard. Like that's a <laughs> it, hard thing to do is to show up like hey remember Liz Lezen- Lemon here I am and I am not her and by the end of the movie I was like yeah she isn't
0: her no <laughs> you're totally right, different yeah, you're, yeah, she's playing a believable character from this time period
1: yeah but it takes a it takes a moment you know cause
0: not for me cause I didn't watch 30 Rock uh, oh, so okay. it actually I had the opposite experience where it took me two or three shot reverse shots to be like that is Tina Fey <laughs> like, yeah <laughs>
1: it's it's definitely it's definitely different um but it is yeah it was it's having watched all of 30 rock it was like it takes it's like fucking the equivalent of seinfeld in this movie right or duchovny Uh, uh, or duchovny yeah where it's just like i'm sorry that's i don't see any i honestly uh, seinfeld's the better one for me because seinfeld is such a loud where it's like her and 30 rock it felt (laughs) like she was playing herself the way seinfeld was you know what i mean
0: that's also so uh, Seinfeld's not an actor like fam- exactly, yeah, famously yeah. famously
1: but <laughs> I guess that's what I mean is like yeah Tina Fey it, like 30 Rock the feeling is that she's playing a version of herself the way course, Seinfeld of, was of course she is yeah right so it's like it took a moment on that grounds where I was like oh she is an actor because I, I genuinely didn't know I was like is she a comedian who you know produces stuff and writes um, and it, in watching this, I was like, okay, she can act too. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> like, obviously she can act, but like, yeah. you know, I didn't know she could act like more than just herself, but, um, yeah, so she was great and everybody's good in it.
0: Everybody's really good. I, I love that he can, and he's, Brana's is a big enough name that he can consistently get, these full ensembles were like, truly you can't, you can't really approach it from the meta. Like there was a meta joke about um, mayor of East town. And this is not, this is only a minor spoiler, but like everybody I knew that was watching that show while it was on, that's the mystery series on HBO starring Kate Winslet. So like one of the suspects is Guy Pierce. So you're like, and it's a, it's a sea of unknown actors pretty much. And Guy Pierce. So like the gag was like, it, well, like clearly the murder and minor spoiler, he's not. But, like, right. he he ends up not really having much to do with the mystery at all. He just. He's a red herring. Right. So, they, they, they used his. That's a different sort of metacasting. But I like that Brana, because he knows you know coming into this that it's a locked room mystery, essentially. All the suspects are going to be stuck in one place, and it's only going to be from this pool of people. But because he's a big enough name, and, you know, he's Brana, and people like working with him, he's able to consistently get these full ensembles where every single actor could be this the murderer if you're playing it based on that like metagame of like okay apart from the detective who's the who are like the most famous actors okay it's gonna be one of them
1: right um yeah most likely yeah but, like you uh, yeah there's also that feeling of like yeah but you never know because it could be the no name because right. that's part because that they, be know, part it. Of the they know it they know
0: it's 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 mysteries
1: essentially if it's a good mystery you're watching essentially you're like i can't base my decision on the casting. Right. Like you 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 just know you're like, okay, it's not and it's not gonna be able to figure and this I think, out based I think on who's in it.
0: Clearly Brana knows that because he's done it all three times. Yes. Um, um, and I was, sense, I was just yeah. gonna say it's it's funny in the in the way that mystery is sort of like a conversation with the audience in the way that horror is, because like they know you know all the games. So they're like trying right. to play the games that you know but slightly differently to fool you. <laughs> It's, so it's I mean, as, I know don't, I don't, all art is, you can say that about any type of film, but you, to me, you really notice it more in those two genres specifically where it's like, it's, okay, you're sitting down and having a conversation with the filmmaker because they're, deli- it's like, you know, we both sit down at the table with the understanding that they are trying to outsmart you. <laughs> so it,
1: yeah. Out of all, out of all the genres, it's one of the most meta genres, right? Horror. Same with horror. Horror is like that too, where you're like, when is the thing going to happen? The killer. It's and so said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Horror, horror will do the mirror shots, for example, where they know that you are and they know, that, yeah, something. they know
0: we know. It's it's all the jump scare stuff. Like they know we know all the tricks. So like, okay, yeah. we're gonna drag you through this jump scare. It was, it was the thing we talked about with the the nun being like the one one of the only good things that it does is it can really set up the jump scares.
1: Yeah, it was good at that. <laughs> no, but, but anyway, else. we don't have to
0: talk anymore about the nun.
1: Yeah, and so. Um, Shit, that is what I wanted to go back to, is the horror of it all, because going to this as a ghost movie, so we we have the faith thing, right? And we have that Michelle Yeoh is clearly like fraudulent, and then they do like, ooh, but this is real. And so the movie has like kind of a a thing to work with, which is like, do do we really want to end the movie by being like, this psychic is right, or this psychic is real? And they do a good job at saying like, no, this psychic is a fraud, Mm -hmm. but... That doesn't mean ghosts aren't real, right? And so they do this. uh, Like I thought, they did a really good job with like, they're they have a couple actual jump scares, but they're not like, like they don't do the stupid noise, you know? They don't do the like fright noise that the nun does, and it's more trying to be creepy,
0: surreal, as opposed to
1: yeah. And so that's why I look at this and I'm like, I think this is to me. This is the better version of a ghost movie than a lot of ghost movies. A lot of mo- like Winchester, where you have to fucking have because right, it's a Marvel fight.
0: It's because directed the- by Kenneth Branagh and not whatever dickhead directed Winchester.
1: <laughs> right. What makes a good ghost movie good is subtlety. Yes. Um. And it's weird how like there's a whole genre of horror that's like we need a superhero battle at the end.
0: Yeah. Where um, it's just loud as hell
1: right like a good version of this is the last shot of the innkeepers right Mm -hmm. um where you're like where yeah the last shot of the innkeepers for people who don't know is so subtly includes the ghost that you might have to rewind it several times um and i love shit like that where the point of a ghost in my in my from where i uh, like my perspective on ghost movies is that they always have a light hand um they can't really do much it's gotta be
0: it's gotta be well demon i'll give a little more leeway with but like if you the best ghost movies are exactly it's stuff like personal shopper yes where it's Um, like you just have a scene where it's like you said the lightest touch but it fucks me up and that's like personal shopper is like that
1: and it's so much scarier and memorable yeah personal shopper is a great example but like for demons like the omen um where it's the final destination where it's like i don't need the physical manifestation no Um, unnecessary yeah Yeah, we don't don't
0: need to see the fucking devil in the omen
1: (laughs) right and so this is doing that where there's literally one moment where it's possible that the ghost did something um and that's at the very very end when the mother turns around and seems to see the ghost and falls to her death and they keep it ambiguous. And that to me is so much creepier than a movie because this isn't actually a, like, I don't think he he set out to be like, I'm going to make a scary movie.
0: No, Um, it's just, it's just a Gothic mystery. So it's like, it's, it reminds me of like, I mean, not to be too topical, um, but I mean, like the kid is, the kid's very pointedly and, and purposefully reading Edgar Allan Poe. It reminds me a little bit of like the fall of the house of Usher, yeah, um, which I said that's topical because the trailer for that just came out. Um, yeah, uh, looks good. Yeah, um, looks different.
1: Looks different than his others. Yeah, um, but like anyway, uh, the
0: point is is uh, where it's it's gothic and creepy and like you're in this bad place. Like it may not be it's it's as haunted as a it may not be like literally full of ghosts, but it's it's haunted. Like it's definitely haunted. Like this yeah, palazzo is, is haunted. They locked. Like, they begin the story by telling us that they locked a bunch of orphans with the plague in the basement and just left them there to die, and that's what's supposedly terrorizing the house. So it's like, it's a bad place, and you can feel it in the direction. Yeah. So it's just this... It's This movie is not scary, to be clear, but it handles the creepiness and the the bizarreness. Like, it reminded me a little bit of Argento in some ways. Yeah. I, uh, just it's in, in, in the, the... The, the, the surreal way that... That the quote unquote haunting is, is presented, and of course we realize later that part of that is because he's drugged, but it's also a stylistic choice to depict hauntings, which was popular in certain styles of movies like Argento, which is why it made me think of that. Anyway, it's uh, right. it's just a movie that unsettles you.
1: Yeah, I so <clears throat> scary is relative, so I think this movie might be scary. It might scare um, some
0: people, but uh, it's it's more of a it's more of a mood. I wanted to be clear.
1: For sure. But there's also, like, the non-ghost stuff. Like, for example, the death of Michelle Yeoh. Oh, yeah.
0: that, that where when it looks you like the first paper craft. See it,
1: yeah, it looks like the And it's also, he does a thing where she snaps. She, like, lands and snaps in a way that's so abrupt that it looks almost supernatural. Um, it's really unsettling in the sense that he, like, clearly that shadow, he was able to, like, really play with that shot, right? It was probably digital, um, I'm, sh- I'm sure it was. And so the snap is so like weird and abrupt when she hits. Um, and I really like that was, I don't know, really cool to me. Like there's little filmmaking stuff like that. Yeah. Where it's really creepy. Like she gets thrown off this balcony. She doesn't fall that far. And it's,
0: only she's about just, 10 like, feet. it's like,
1: it's like, yeah and she's like slams onto this thing and gets impaled which is like such a horror thing to happen and it's nothing about it is technically supernatural but it's shot in a way where it almost feels like and that's the whole point the point is that like the first the first assumption from people is like it's the ghost doing it right yeah the and so, like, it, it looks like she was thrown onto it um and of course she wasn't but like it's that stylistic choice that just makes the death feel more supernatural than it is. And like he does it throughout where, where even the stuff where he's not drugged for it. And then of course at the end, there's a question of how drugged he is. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: they do a fun so, thing like, where like he's when he's in the, wa- he's in the, the bathroom and the, the- faucets won't come on and then they do come on and then he turns them off and then the kid's like you left the tap on and they're back on again and he turns them off So like oh was he drugged and he just forgot to turn him on because a couple of scenes later he's in the basement with the fiance max and the yep. tap the tap doesn't work for max either when he turns it on
1: and it was right when he does the honey thing and yep. so you could make the connection
0: that it's the like, ghost trying oh. to, yep. it's the ghost wanting them to see that it's the honey
1: yeah exactly yeah. um and then it also just connects the two yeah. where it's like, oh, yeah, he is drugged by the honey and he's putting the honey on him and he's talking about the honey. So, like, you could subconsciously connect those things, too, of, like, because the, the information there is he smells the honey and says, like, I don't recognize this type of honey.
0: Yeah, it doesn't um, smell like the one that she right. has. Yeah, it doesn't smell like wildflowers or something is what, what he says.
1: Yeah. Um, also, that there's a mirror scare in that sink. And that's that's a scare that I thought he did a good job with. Like, it's like a very the... classic yeah a mirror scare um but i think the look of the ghost was good she looked good she looked creepy but not like they were doing the strands of hair the ring thing but it still looked it looked good like the framing of the shot it's hard it's hard without like looking at it to like pick apart of why it worked and then i don't think i mean maybe i'm wrong he doesn't do like a big horror jump sound he does a sound um but it
0: it's it more, worked really well. it's, it's like, more like I Brana's didn't... reaction, and then he turns around. It's, he, I... it's so hard to
1: dissect it without thinking, but like for me, a bad jump scare is the one that makes me literally jump in my seat and just go, ugh, you know, like well, he just made my nerves jump. I think I figured it, it out, Dave. Scare... I
0: think I figured it out real quick. We don't expect okay. it when it happens. We're not expecting oh, uh, it when it happens.
1: Yeah, I didn't expect it in this movie for sure.
0: That, yeah, because he's yeah. not setting it up like that, and it's not framed but, that way. He just happens to look a uh, boom. There's the ghost there. <laughs>
1: like... But what? It, but what? It, so what? I was getting at is okay. the good type of jump scare. I. This is why I'm trying to like I'm trying to figure this out. Doesn't make. I don't tend to jump. I tend to go like, Ooh, <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Like it's that. And so like, that's interesting to me because like, it is a surprise, but like, why didn't make me leap out of my seat and then get mad? And I think part of it is noise because the noise, whenever they just cu- do the shitty noise, they know no matter what, they can just make you jump because you think, I don't know, a gun is being fired near you or something. Your body is just in survival mode. Um, and so, like, I really want to rewatch the scene and kind of figure it out. Like, what, what was it that made that work when so many other mirror shots don't? And you're right. One of the reasons is that I w- didn't think this movie was going to have anything resembling. Like, that was the thing, is I knew it wasn't supernatural. And the moment they did that, I, I honestly was like, I did not expect the movie to have any ghosts at all. Like, anything. And so that's the moment where you're like, oh, okay, there's like a gas leak or something. But like, um, like that—that that was the first actual moment, right, where something supernatural seeming happens.
0: Not the first moment, but that's the mo- that's the first time you see a ghost, quote unquote. Right. Um, there's another one with another mirror later, the bigger mirror, where he's he l- looks into it and he sees the girl, and she punches through the glass from the other side, but it shot. I feel like it was a composite because it shot in a way that looks really surreal. and be- It didn't look, it didn't really look that digital. It looked like really kind of weird. And like, it, it was just, it was kind of like a, almost like a push zoom, but from the other direction. It was just, hmm. it was just, a, it was a shot that was like jarring and assembled oddly. And like, it just had this crazy effect when you saw it that what was technically a jump scare but it wasn't one that was like bah! it was more like a it's like
1: i gotta tell you tom yeah i had to take a leak watching this
0: movie oh so you probably now missed that one.
1: i know what the scene I so missed you missed was. that yeah. one
0: okay <laughs> yeah
1: I, i'm excited to watch this again i'm not gonna go to the theater because it's it's yeah. i mean i i go to the theater to see this it's worth seeing the theater but now that i've seen it i'm like yeah i can't wait to watch this at home on streaming and just like Relax. Yeah. And watch it's it's,
0: it. it's hard to describe, but it's like most of the it's sort of like the shining in the way that most of what's creepy about this movie is the direction and the way it's shot.
1: Yeah. And it I, I it's just a yeah there's there's um like in the trailer there's a shot of him with like a cross behind him and it looks like the opening credits to the omen like it's the red lights it's shit like that where the environment is it's it's like real good creepy vibes yeah it's the Um, spookiest
0: goddamn house
1: yeah the scares are for the most part like very legit and very well crafted because he's a you know
0: good director and he just does he does things that are like because the premise is They're coming here for the seance because Kelly Riley's daughter, who has grown at this time, she's an adult. She had been engaged and then the engagement got broke off and then she fell ill and supposedly killed herself by jumping into the canal. But what they say happened is that she was laid up sick in bed and the ghosts slowly drove her mad. So there's this theme already of being driven insane, of madness. uh, Specifically being driven mad. And then so he does these repeated motifs of Things like the the mirror shots where they're they're not they're jump scares but they're not filmed like that they're filmed in a much more bizarre way and yeah. like they're he keeps hearing somebody singing and they never resolve that he just keeps hearing somebody singing and then you know he sees he sees the little girl later and talks to her and then when he turns back around she's gone and then we see later that it was a it's the younger version of the of the woman that died mm-hmm. so you can infer that oh but of course you also notice. When he sees that picture, you notice that, oh, we've seen those pictures everywhere. They're literally all throughout the house. So there's this right. question in your mind of, Okay, did he did he really see this ghost, or has he just seen her picture all over the house? Because we definitely have. And he's he's high, so he's just imagining mm. he's talking to her. But like it's stuff like that where it, it never does it, it, it it's playing around with oh and, and when the storm picks up like they can't leave the house because the canal the, the waters are too bad so they're stuck basically until the cops can show up um, and then at one point this log is this, this like breaker log is like smashing against the house and it's this pounding and this pounding just continues for several minutes as they go down to the spooky ass basement and stuff and it never really escalates into anything it's just you have a section of this movie that is they're doing something creepy and just in the background for the entire time is this pounding relentlessly yeah. and it keeps doing shit like that like those motifs like we said with the apples and the bees where you're like you, at one point, like, you're watching this movie, you're like, am I fucking going nuts? Like, am I losing my mind?
1: <laughs> right, it's a it descent into madness yeah. that's happening to him as well. <laughs> exactly, um, it's what's happening to I Perot. believe, We're doesn't the little,
0: ki- the
1: little kid says, like, you heard it, didn't you? Yeah. And so there's this implication that the little kid hears ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could also... Is it because say, he's like, eating
0: hu- the honey there? Or is or it...
1: Or is it because he knows about what right or is he because he already knows that he's been drugged he already knows yeah
0: yeah. he already knows the solution is but at the end of the movie he does believe that there are ghosts there and he speaks to them
1: yes um yeah he might just be eating that honey and then yeah at the end there's a i liked the the lightning shot where she's in the background floating and that's like near the after he's already said like this is what has been happening
0: we know the solution, um, yeah, at this point, and yeah.
1: Yeah, but you kind of think, like, it's wearing off at that point. So, like, again, the ghost is ambiguous throughout. Um, and if you, like, <laughs> this is uh, more of a meta thing. You have to just accept that this is the reality in this movie. But there's, of course, the fact that there isn't any hallucinogenic drug that'll make you see, <laughs> fit, like, people and interact with them. No, And you, you sort of have not. to just, like, accept that that's a thing in this universe. Yeah. Um but, like, if you want to get real, you know, gritty, or not gritty, but, like, um, uh, nitpicky, you could say, like, there's obviously ghosts because drugs don't do that. So has to be ghosts.
0: I right guess. like it's you usually have to do it in concert with something like i assumed and they don't ever really reveal it but this is what i assumed was happening because they also had the repeated motif of the papercraft show that the kids get shown at the beginning at the palazzo when right when, when the kids are told the ghost story about all the dead kids that are locked in the basement with the plague uh yeah. they're they're told this by this fucking creepy ass harlequin man uh, <laughs> who does a papercraft yeah. show for them behind a sheet which is cool and very impressive but also he was really creepy um. Anyway, so I assumed that like she was drugging her and also showing her the paper craft shows, right? To to make her think that she was being terrorized by the ghosts. But the I think the reveal is that Kelly Riley was just drugging her. Like she wasn't she wasn't actually putting on a ghost puppet show or anything for her to make her, she wasn't also gaslighting her on no. top of poisoning her is what I'm saying. So yeah, like, I, in order to see things like this, normally you have to be drugged and also gaslit. <laughs> like you can't, yeah. you won't just see pink elephants.
1: So the, I, I, I definitely want to talk about <clears throat> the actual story of what happened because that's another lay of horror and it's very Poe, very Gothic horror. So what we learn as people can probably tell, I mean, I hope you guys have watched it.
0: Um, Right, because we're we're, that, just, we're just talking about the the filmmaking and, st- and not going through yeah. the plot.
1: But Kelly Riley um, had been slowly drugging her daughter because she was possessive of her. Yeah. Um, and she was giving her, her these little spoonfuls of honey in her tea that had the hallucinogen in it. And what I really love, the part that makes it really cool, is that the help um, one night... So she has this guilt where she said, like, sh- the night that I watched her... Was the night that she killed herself? The, but the, the maid, extra thing you're talking we learn, about? the maid, yeah. yeah, oh, the housekeeper, the extra thing, really, the yeah. housekeeper. The next thing we learn is that that also that night, that girl woke up and she was having trouble. So the housekeeper gave her a bunch of honey, not knowing that she was essentially killing her. Yeah, and so like, not only is it that the mother was slowly killing her, but like she, this housekeeper now has to live with the fact that she actually was the one who physically th- killed her. I think
0: it she wasn't. Didn't know, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like Kelly Riley. I think the implication it, she says as much whether or not you believe her is up to you, but she's it, like, she didn't plan to kill her daughter. She wanted to make her daughter dependent on her again. Exactly. Because that's what and wanted. so
1: she found her dead body because the, the housekeeper the, the housekeeper OD'd accidentally her.
0: OD'd her. So she's like, Oh shit. Excuse me. So she throws her off the balcony into the into the canal. It's like she killed herself. The ghost drove her crazy.
1: Yeah. And so like yeah, it's a really cl- it's like classic it's gothic classic
0: horror. Classic. Which Ag- I Ag- imagine- Agatha Christie and Sherlock Holmes. This is also a thing that happens in Sherlock Holmes stories.
1: Oh yeah, and Poe. Like it just Anne has po, all yeah. the vibes right, right. of those those classic horror. Which is like someone, yeah, drive, being driven to madness, I'll someone never, poisoning someone else without even knowing it. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll never forget when I explain to you the solution to murders of the, on the Rue <laughs> It's like oh, yeah. this horrible slash series of slasher murders. Well, I'm that, like, yeah, it's a monkey with a razor blade. Yeah,
1: that's the least elegant one. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like, that's just fucking madness.
0: That's just, that's just Poe being high as shit and writing yeah. something. Oh, yeah, what that's the Stephen what if you King tried cocaine to, era. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What if you taught a monkey how to shave, right? What if, you're, what if you had like a barbershop and you were, you were trying to teach a monkey how to shave and then like the monkey got free. Uh, I'm, uh, fuck it. I'm writing it.
1: Yeah. That <laughs> it really is his max. It's his maximum overdrive where you look back at Poe and you're like, okay, so it wasn't like a genius. <laughs> All right. So he's just like another dipshit horror writer. right. I got it. Got it.
0: He was trying to make rent that month.
1: Yeah, exactly. What about a uh, that's monkey? So funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's hard because like that question of like, when I talked about this movie, it's not aiming, it's aiming for the middle. It's hard to think of anything like, like
0: well, it's, wrong it's, with no, the movie. No, it's nothing. I see. I know what you're meaning. I know what you mean. Let me see if I can phrase it a little bit more elegantly. This movie is content to be a mid budget movie. Like it's not, it's a not. It's not murder trying,
1: mystery. Yes,
0: it. It doesn't have any aspirations beyond what it clearly is. Like, it's not trying to go for any awards. It's not trying to be a big spectacle. It didn't cram it full of jokes. It's not trying to it's, be it's like. Not, it's not trying to be a slick a a four quadrant blockbuster or anything like that. Or it's well, just it's also
1: not trying to be like m- too meaningful, right? right. You're not going to weep not... during this. You're not no. going to be like, wow, what a good observation about life. It's not trying to stand out in any way. It's just really fucking. It's, it's like, we're a... going to make a Gothic murder mystery. That's creepy. And then it's so well executed. Right. It's uh, just that it just nails it. And it, I, I really do think like those other ones he did, they're good. But this kind of blows them out of the water. This for is me. The,
0: this is far and away the best of the ones he's done so far. Um, yes, it's. Uh, I think it's. I mean, it all goes down to the what the ultimate goal of a of a of of any of a film should be, right? It's a good story, well told.
1: Exactly, and it's it's just really good craftsmanship and just like a really. This is the best version of this movie that I think so. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I hope he keeps uh, churning these out, man.
1: God, yeah, man. I, I, here's the thing. I don't think I'll like the other ones as good because I don't think he'll do horror for everyone because why would he? Um, maybe he'll do one that's like more zany. Maybe he'll start swapping genres a little bit. But like, I like that we have these two, right? I like that we got Ryan Johnson over there who's playing the metagame and doing these ones that like undercut a lot of expectations of murder mysteries where often kind of spoils what you want yeah it to be
0: yeah i still don't really um, like the first knives out the second right. one I, the second one i really enjoyed but the, the first one i'm still not really that into
1: right but i do like that he's subverting the genre constantly yeah, he's trying and then i like that we have kenneth Branagh over here who's like i'm not gonna subvert shit i'm not gonna try to be like quirky about this i'm just gonna do it really fucking well
0: right it's like what i mean we haven't seen it yet obviously Um, but like, it's like what James Gunn is telling everybody he's doing with Superman where it's like, we had 15 years of Zack Snyder doing the deconstruction of the DC universe. And it's like, well, shouldn't we just have the DC universe first? Like what can't we just have like. We should probably just start with like regular Superman, right?
1: Right, Clark Kent,
0: like the wholesome Superman, the wholesome ha- yeah. Superman so that we then have something to deconstruct, right? Like it the original text still needs to be preserved somehow. It yeah, exactly. It can't all be deconstruction. So yeah, I really do, like I said, a good story well told, sometimes not sometimes all of the time. That's all it needs to be. Um so yeah, yeah I just I I would I, argue
1: it de- yeah. yeah it depends like if someone was like i'm gonna do peter pan and i'd be like no don't do that
0: like, well that, that's where the <laughs> yeah. that's, that's where the well told comes in you have to yeah, figure yeah, out yeah, a way yeah. to tell it that's that's gonna actually be interesting
1: well that yeah if you told like well i guess i mean is if you did a really solid peter pan movie it'd be like that's cool man we uh, put it on the pile
0: we're kind of done <laughs> like, with peter pan yeah
1: yeah but yeah i know what you're saying which is right. like yeah sometimes right
0: sometimes you just need to do the thing like what it is um and he found ways to it's not it's not confining it's not like because because this is like i said this is our favorite of the three his direction is the best in this one so it's not like this is our artistically limited it's just you I, i don't know it's I feel like we're I feel like we're just beating the same point over the head. Well um, yeah,
1: I think we got really frustrated with Knives Out and one of the reasons was because it was the meta thing, but also I believe the timing of that movie correct me if I'm wrong, had he done murder on the Orient Express yet?
0: Brana? When Knives yes. Out came
1: out? Okay, yeah, I think what it was is after that, it was like, oh yeah, murder mysteries. Murder mysteries do are it. back,
0: yeah, let's and do it. And
1: Knives Out was like, well, it's like the Superman thing, right? They were like, ah, we're actually gonna subvert it. And it was like, damn it, I don't need it subverted right now. Right. I like, want, I actually I want just a want murder a murder mystery. mystery.
0: Yeah, please.
1: Yeah, and he since I gotta watch Poker Face. Um, I watched The Killing, and uh, True Detective, like, we've gotten it, but they often are very gritty. Um and they're like more like detective shows you know well
0: there's a difference and, right there's a like, difference you know, between police
1: detective shows yeah I should say.
0: true detective is more of a procedural because yes. it's more about the investigation it's not it is a mystery but like this is a whodunit which is a specific a whodunit, yeah specific type of mystery
1: i think there's still room for another whodunit series maybe the public disagrees i mean this didn't this didn't beat the nun, and I, I like that's part of uh, why I'm like ah, I wish it did because I want this genre. It's still,
0: I mean, it was kind of neck and neck. It still did pretty well. It's
1: doing yeah, and I'm sure the budget. It's it's I'm, I'm sure, sure it didn't
0: make it for much. Yeah, it's but it's it's like nice that like a, a, a serious movie for adults is doing well.
1: Or, yeah, do, I'm or really, doing
0: decently, you know.
1: Yeah, it, it it cost about forty million, and it's I only made tell. sixty. But like it it it's just. At this point I think they know they're like this is how much these make, right? Yeah. I'm sure they figured it out. Um I just yeah, I I want this plant to get watered some more. Like I want I want more fucking murder mystery genre movies out there.
0: Um it, I, I you know, I'm fine. He's got a good series called Wallander if you want to watch that. Where those there there's Brando? a cu- Brana. Yeah, he plays like a a Scandinavian detective. I think there's a couple of seasons of it.
1: No, oh, good for um,
0: But like, uh, what's his name? Um, um, um shit, oh, Warboy it. the Great.
1: Warboy the Great. Nicholas Holt. That... Um, he's okay, in he's it. in
0: he's in season one of Wallander with oh, with Brana. Um, but yeah, so like, it's Brana's got some houdinis out there. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that are pretty decent.
1: Yeah, uh, I think if you even if you don't like a it, like this is again like I the only thing I'd imagine uh the fact that there was a horror i think threw people off i saw very funny and this is like just one random person so um but i saw a very funny um like a reddit post of someone who's like i'm trying to think of this movie and they were describing this movie the trailer and someone was like it's a haunting in venice it's the new like kenneth broad and the guy replied like no it's not that
0: <laughs> It that's <a> <laughs> what well, i the was hall <laughs> or the, the, yeah. the you know the big van that takes people to the yeah, hospital exactly. you mean the ambulance
1: no 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 no, no. <laughs> yeah and they were like no no this is like this is like a horror movie and it's like no yeah he's doing a horror movie this time and the point being that like i think people some people are going to go into this movie thinking they're about to walk into a horror movie i think and so i think if you uh, so my theater I think was, was packed
0: and it was packed full school. of respectively silent adults
1: it's awesome yeah that's <laughs> that was my fear of this movie is that there's someone going in thinking they're gonna watch the fucking nun and then and then they're like what is this what the fuck is this there's no, nothing but like i really do think this is the scarier version of a ghost movie that, like
0: period. Well, considering like, the uh, nun didn't scare me at all in this yeah this I, one I, was I can't a compare it to the like...
1: honestly here's what i'll say i find this more unsettling than like the conjuring Like, that's what I mean, is like not just the nun, because the nun is a terrible metric. But what I mean is I think this is a more effective ghost movie than a lot of ghost movies out there, uh, modern at least, because of the subtleties, because it might not even have ghosts in it. Like the idea of a ghost, you know, that's like The Shining. A ghost is like a memory, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I love the idea that a ghost might not even be a physical entity. It's just like this house is cursed in it's some vibes. way.
0: vibes. Yeah, you don't yeah. you don't see the ghost, but like,
1: and it's, it's not trying to like jump scare you. It's just no,
0: it's vibes. Creepy. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's vibes, bro. Vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's because good. because again, how many people in history have been killed by a ghost? Yeah, only like <laughs> six. Only so few. So few.
1: Yeah they're out there they haven't they haven't
0: done a follow-up to that coffee table book yet you know people killed by ghosts volume one we're still waiting Mm -hmm. on volume two
1: yeah well you know building uh building the list
0: yeah it's just funny to me that that's what we do we take like
1: well listen you could argue that it's kind of like um
0: i mean i'm being i'm being funny now (laughs) it's
1: kind of like the best assassin right who's the best assassin we wouldn't know right because If and so maybe people are killed by ghosts every day All the but time. it's like yeah ghosts are just so sneaky you know Kennedy shot by a ghost possibly we don't know.
0: I just, I, I, I would love it if it was something like if it was like a just a well kept secret in the medical field where like every single person who <laughs> is who is found dead has the most horrible terrified look on frozen on their face. The ring. They're all the yeah. Ringed. They're all just the ring death mask on their face. So like every medical professional knows that you see ghosts in the moment before your death, but they're just not telling us.
1: Yeah. They're like, <laughs> what's the point in telling people that? It's just gonna. Oh, you'll find, it's find out be soon enough. Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a real bummer for anybody who finds that out. So, yeah. uh, one final thing. Sure. I just, I, it's kind of amazing to me. Um, like the, like this, watching this movie, it is, and honestly, watching Death and Nile, Mor- Orient Express, um, it is. He directed Artemis Fowl, Tom. <laughs>
0: He did, Dave. He yeah, did. That's
1: incredible to me because it, what it really means is that, like you know, everybody has their fucking monkey with a razor. Don't oh, he's they?
0: got he's got a few movies that are that oh are yeah. Bad. He's but directed a few. that's one where it's sneakers.
1: like, what an incredible thing to, to, to direct,
0: uh, uh Artemis while Fowl. also
1: directing these movies. That's just amazing to me. Um, congratulations. I I really,
0: I really do wonder how of much those. of artists art because I know Artemis Fowl was like butchered and cut up and recut and reshot to hell and because yeah. they they kept changing their minds about what kind of franchise they wanted it to be like all I know all right. the Josh Gad stuff with re, was reshoots like his narration that was all reshoots yeah um,
1: I, I'm guessing a lot of it was kind okay, of Colin going Farrell up, was a oh, reshoot. Yeah, there's uh, probably a lot of fuck it, a lot of fuck <laughs> it. You know what I really want to watch again because I saw this as a kid and I haven't seen it since. Is Dead Again, which I always forget is he directed it as well, and that I remember being really fucking creepy. Um, but then again, I saw it as a kid. Man,
0: so yeah, I don't, I can't even remember if I've seen it. It's a one that it's one that I would. De- I remember the the VHS in the video store. I don't know if I ever it's, watched. I it. I
1: believe so. Uh, again, I haven't seen it since I was a fucking kid. For what I recall. It's kind of a murder mystery where there's reincarnation. Ooh, like sweet. the people are remembering their past lives. Um, and I, I, I think there's like murder involved, but I might not even be right there. I just know that it, w- it was like kind of a creepy thriller from like, uh, like it's a, it's a mystery. I know that. And it's about past lives. Um, yeah. I got to watch that one. That's uh, I bet that's a fun movie. So yeah, everybody check out Dead Again.
0: I'm gonna have to now.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: All right. And yeah. I don't know. It, we're it, talking it, about other films now, so I think we're.
1: Yeah. So see this Artemis Fowl.
0: And Dead um, Again.
1: Yeah, that Frankenstein he did.
0: Uh, I love that Frankenstein man.
1: Is that the one? That is the one with De Niro jumping out a window, uh-huh. isn't it? yes yeah, so
0: within a five second span he rips someone's heart out throws it in a fireplace and dies through does, the window like obi-wan in attack of the clones
1: he really makes some movies huh
0: frankenstein is great is great man that movie is bug fuck crazy he really like if you is. want to talk about like his directing in this movie trying to make it's like being surreal and bizarre that's frankenstein from beginning to end <laughs>
1: I just love how subtle he can be, and then how not and then subtle how he can be. Loud
0: Frankenstein is. That's watch really Frankenstein. Funny. Watch Mary Shelley's Frankenstein directed yeah. by Kenneth rana It is watch, fucking nuts.
1: Watch that the day you're listening to this.
0: You will be shocked. It might be more shocking than Artemis Fowl.
1: The yeah, one. it might be. And <laughs> Artemis Fowl has a mulch diggum so.
0: <laughs> artemis hey. fowl has josh gad shitting dirt through his underpants <laughs> like yeah, a cannon like a, like a shotgun yeah, like a wood blast chipper. from his like ass like a wood chipper yeah like a wood chipper
1: you want to stick steve Busemi through that fucking thing oh all right
0: all right we, that's enough are we good Yeah, i think so all
1: right listen folks we have a patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed you go on there you pay five dollars a month get access to all our podcasts tom and jeff watch batman Fox Motors, Maniac, Star Trek Nick's the X Futurama, Spielboys. We just wrapped uh, Tom and Jeff. You guys, I just finished your Flash ones. That was great. Ooh, thank you. With Adam Todd Brown. Um, it was quite and, fun. Uh, Yeah, we watch movies every Friday night with our patrons as well. We've watched Frankenstein. That's for fucking sure. And we've watched we Artemis Fowl. <laughs> we watched we all the classics. Uh, that's really selling it. So watch, check it
0: out. Watch the Gingerbread Man, too. Yeah. It's a 98 thriller that he, not, not the, uh, not, not the, um, Gary Busey one. No, there was a, there was a, a, a thriller that Brana made, I think in the in 98 called the gingerbread man. Anyway, uh, we also have a store <laughs> over to where you can find a link to our teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get a t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your haunted and Venice peepers onto that.
1: Yeah, get all up in it.
0: All up in it. All up Impale in it. Impale
1: yourself on us.
0: Nah, don't do that. Don't do that. Do it. Don't do that. Wait for the ghosts to do that for you. Yeah, anger watch out some, for ghosts. Anger some ghosts and then wait and see what happens.
1: Yeah, go to a graveyard. Could Just be nothing. what's on your mind.
0: Could be nothing. Yeah.
1: Could be nothing. Go to a graveyard That's... and read some poetry. Mm. What happens. Do it. They like it. They like it. No one else will like humans mm-hmm. because that's some edge lord shit yes